Welcome back to the Mindful Student Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the power of now and we're going to be running through some steps on how to slow down. In everyday life, we often find ourselves caught in a race of deadlines, social engagements and never-ending to-do lists. It can feel overwhelming or leave us a little time to reflect and prioritise our well-being. It's pretty amazing how nature can teach us a thing or two about slowing down. When we stop and observe the natural world, we notice how it gracefully eases into a slower pace. Whilst the world outside us is slowing down, our lives somehow seem to speed up. Suddenly we're consumed with deadlines, societal pressures and endless to-do lists. So how can we take inspiration from nature and apply it to our own life? Well, in today's podcast, we're going to share six practical steps you can use to slow down and be more present. Let's begin with journaling. Think of this as having a conversation with yourself. It's a place to be honest with yourself. I found it to be incredibly helpful for reflecting on my day, finding things to be thankful for and setting goals. My approach is quite simple. I reflect on one thing I did well, one thing that made me smile and one thing I'm grateful for that day. I came across this idea in a YouTube video where someone said it cured their insomnia. I tried it and I've been doing it daily for years now. I've noticed that when I write down what I'm grateful for, it's easier to let go of stress and anxiety that's maybe built up throughout the day, and it's easier to fall asleep as my mind is in a calm state. I find the repetition of daily journaling in itself deeply therapeutic. It helps me to stay in a perspective of focusing what I have rather than what I lack. It's helped me to maintain a more positive outlook on life, even when I've faced challenges. A shift that's helped me to see things from a more optimistic perspective. I really liked that, um, that sort of introduction to journaling. And I just wanted to ask, actually, because I don't journal, but I've always wanted to try it. And I think it's about getting into a habit of doing it, because sometimes I've done it and I don't really feel like it's made a sort of difference but I think I need to keep going and then you really start to see the benefits so I just wanted to ask how long would you take to journal each day so if you're a student you've got a busy life and some people might say oh I don't have time to journal what would you say to that? I've made it a habit to journal but I do it at the end of each day mornings can be quite the rush for me with the pressure to get going as I usually get my best work done around 10 or 11am. However, right before I sleep, I always take a moment to journal and it's something I genuinely look forward to. This practice has proven to be a game changer for me. Not only does it help me to process the day and reflect on what went well, but it also allows me to count my blessings and express gratitude. And here's the best part. It actually saves me time. When I lay down, my mind isn't racing. I found that it's already settled and my thoughts tend to focus on what could go right through journaling. I fall asleep a lot quicker and it makes all the difference. So for those of you wondering whether journaling is worth it, I would suggest try journaling before bed tonight. 
use it as a tool to turn inward and experience for yourself how it can improve potentially the quality of your sleep. It's a very simple practice, but it allows you to capture and relive positive moments that can't be repeated. I can actually really relate to that as well because sometimes I do mindfulness before bed and part of that they say that you should sort of run through the day that you've just had in your head and you kind of go through everything you did and part of that is a distraction to help you sort of fall asleep but actually it's also about being appreciative of what you've had that day and what you've done so I completely understand that I think I should try actually because a lot of people do talk about journaling so yeah you've inspired me to start journaling so if you don't use journaling to slow down what do you use to slow down I'm quite a creative person at school I really like arts and crafts and all that kind of stuff so when I moved to uni it was really important for me to have something in my sort of toolbox that made me slow down be in the moment and something I really enjoyed and I personally really enjoy painting and then recently I've been started to crochet my friend taught me which was really cool so I think when I was in first year I bought this big paint by numbers and I would just sit there at my desk in my room and I would just do the paint by numbers sometimes I'd listen to music but sometimes I think there's also something really nice about not listening to music so yeah I would recommend to do something it doesn't have to be creative if you're not a creative person but do something that you really enjoy and it can just be sort of 10-15 minutes of your day that you dedicate to that activity And then also, if you do listen to music a lot in the day, maybe just have a few moments where you don't listen to music and you do something and you're not being distracted by the music, you're just fully present. That's what I would do to relax, especially at uni when I'm away from home. It's quite nice to have your own space. Shannon, do you have anything to add to that? (laughs) I really enjoy getting creative too, especially when I do it with a friend. It's amazing how doing simple things can help us to relax and experience joy. One of my favourite things to do is to visit pottery cafes with my friend. Once we spent a few hours there just painting pottery. We didn't talk much but it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just peaceful. I used to attend quite a lot of free well-being sessions at my university too and I've tried crocheting once as well. It's not something I usually do, but I saw Tom Daly use it as his well-being tool to slow down before his dives during the Olympics. And surprisingly, I really enjoyed it. The instructor's help did make a big difference, though. But what's really amazing is that by trying something new is a great way to slow down. When you do something you've never done before, your brain has to focus entirely on it. It can't rely on your subconscious habits, so you're fully in the moment. It's a great way to take a break from the busyness of life. I love that idea of trying something new as well. And I think it's all about taking some time away from, let's say, your uni work or your job or anything like that. And yeah, it's about taking time for yourself, slowing down and sort of having a break from that autopilot that you've been doing all day. So on the topic of breaking away from autopilot, before I get into my next tip, I want to emphasize that I am not a good cook. 
by any means. I think I lived on tin soup for most of first year, but I've learned that cooking and eating can be so much more than just a task. When you approach it with intention and choose nourishing ingredients, it becomes a form of mindfulness. It's all about being present in the kitchen, enjoying the process and seeing food as a source of energy. A good way to get started is to set a goal to cook one meal a week. If like me, even that feels like a push, maybe ask one of your flatmates or a friend if you can create a meal with them. That way someone is keeping you to account and you can enjoy the process of creating something healthy and nourishing together. I've seen some stuff online about mindful cooking and also mindful eating. Taking that time to really think about what you're eating at the moment that you're eating it. So think about like the taste, the texture, what it smells like and chewing it maybe a bit more slowly than you would. I'm not the only one that would say that sometimes you do just eat a meal really quickly because you're in a rush or you've got to go somewhere, you're meeting someone or anything, when actually a meal should be something that you really enjoy and you kind of savour. And I think that's a really nice, easy thing to incorporate is take a few moments out of your day to actually do some mindful cooking or do some mindful eating as well. And following on from that, I would also say you can take your everyday activities and use it as a practice to slow down so you could we've mentioned this before actually on one of the episodes that go for a mindful walk there there's a huge benefit to taking some time out and also with our previous episode like not taking your phone and noticing what you see what you hear what you can smell and it doesn't have to be long like that you know university or when you have a job or post university It's just taking those few moments, like the cooking, the walking, or before bed, anything like that, I think is really beneficial for students or anyone listening. Yeah, I do think that's really important. It can be quite tempting if you're working or if you're in the library to just eat at your desk, but actually just putting your phone away and just putting your work away and just focusing on what you're eating and it becomes a form of mindfulness and it can be a really powerful tool to slow down and I guess that brings us on to the last tip which is about genuine self-care rituals and this is all about finding balance in daily life and it's about small intentional acts that put your well-being front and centre So whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or a bit of both like me, everyone needs time alone. So I was actually in Waterstones this morning and I read this really beautiful quote that I wanted to share with you. Everyone needs time alone. When you've spent the whole day at work being harassed by others and then return home to find your family won't leave you in peace, you can easily become annoyed and angry. During such times, do not blame yourself for getting annoyed. Instead, take some time for yourself by stopping by your favourite bookshop or coffee shop. Go on a quiet walk alone and listen to your favourite songs. Being alone makes the world pause for a moment and helps you restore harmony. I find this quote really powerful because... In my own life, I've discovered that taking time to really look after myself and nourish myself 
whether it's a morning meditation, buying myself my favourite coffee, which happens quite a lot, or bubble tea, tidying my room whilst listening to a podcast or doing 10 minutes of yoga in the evening, it makes such a difference. It's about creating moments of calm in a very busy world. And by the way, watching Netflix or ordering delivery doesn't count. These acts are in your own best self-interest, which your future self will thank you for. Like in a world where we prioritise busyness and caring about others, remember that taking time for self-care is not selfish. It's essential for your well-being and happiness. I think that quote is beautiful, actually. When you were reading it, I was like, that's such a lovely quote. And yeah, again, I can really relate to that about everyone needs time alone. And it's just kind of working out what what you like and what suits you when when we talk about this time alone. You know, what, what does that time alone mean for you? When I was studying abroad last year, I would make sure that every Saturday I would go and I would do park run and I'd go by myself and then sometimes I would... So I'd cycle there and on the way back, I'd cycle back through a flower market and I'd buy myself some tulips. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Buy yourself flowers, guys. Miley said it, so let's celebrate it. Buy yourself flowers and remind yourself today that you are worthy of self-care. That's made me smile and it's going to be in my journal today. Also, I saw this thing online that was like, self-care is not a face mask. And I agree, you have to do more than a face mask to have well I mean you can do a face mask and don't get me wrong if in your day that is your self-care moment then that's great but in the long run you know self-care can be a lot deeper than that and it can be spending time alone and being with your thoughts and I think this really wraps up our episode actually about slowing down and the importance of slowing down and yeah I think find what works for you and you'll really benefit from taking that moment out of your day. So I just want to finish up this episode by saying thank you for all your lovely and thoughtful messages so far. It means the world to us. So wishing you loads of health and happiness in your small step in self development this week.